Hey guys, welcome to Tour Tuesday. Um, so today's learning is going to be in the Zahut of a Rafuashalema for Chaya Liel Batali. She is a young girl who drowned in a bathtub and she's currently in a coma and she really, really needs our tefillot. So, um, yeah. Okay, so today we're going to be learning about the Halachot of Asheriyat Sar, but before that we have a quick little introduction. And in order for our little intro, we need to fast forward into the future specifically to Sukkot. Okay, on Sukkot, we do something that if the Goyim were to see this, they'd be like, what in the world is happening? And it's not living in tents. Uh, what we do is we shake the lulav and the etrog. And I mean, you know, we shake it up, we shake it down, we shake it to the left, we shake it to the right. And as little kids, we learn that, oh, this is meant to teach us that Hashem is everywhere. And, th- and that is true, but we want to look a little deeper into this, like because it's really trying to teach us something profound. Okay, about Kali And we call it Lulav and Etrog, but really, when you break it down, there are four components. You have the Hadassim, which are um, Myrtle, which is Myrtle. You have Arvo, which is a willow. You have Lulav, which is like from a palm tree, like a date tree. And lastly, you have the Etrog, which is like a lemony citrus fruit. Okay, the Arvot, the willow. It has no smell, and I doubt you know this unless you're going around eating willow trees, but the leaves also have no taste. So, no taste, no smell. And this is re- supposed to represent Jews who don't have a taste for the mitzvot and don't have a smell of Torah. That means they they don't really engage in mitzvot, they, they don't um, try to immerse themselves in Judaism, and they really, they stray away from the path. Either they were never taught, or it's something that they rejected. And they are represented by the Arvo. No taste, no smell. Next you have the Hadas. Um, hadas, they have a smell, but they don't have a taste. Okay? And um, this is this comes to represent Jews who have a smell of Torah, but not a taste for the mitzvot. Like they know Torah, they have a grasp of its essence, but they don't really know how to apply it in their day-to-day life. And it's such chaval, because a huge component of the Torah is not just absorbing the knowledge, but it's putting it into action. The Hadassim um, represent those who, who don't act. And they, they can grasp that smell, but there's more to that. There's an extra di- dimension. There's the taste. Next, we get to the lulav, right? The lulav. And it has taste, you know, if you've bit into it, I assume. But but it's missing something. What is it missing? It's missing smell. And these are Jews who are like the Benonim. They have a taste for what the Torah is. They're, they have a decent appreciation. But they don't fully grasp the beauty of the Torah. Um, the Reach. And um, what they fall into is something um, we like to call robotic religion. And many of us fall trapped to it. It's just, you know, it's kind of like a daily routine, day in, day out. Um, this is what we do. But really, what we want is we want that depth. We want that complexity. And this brings us to the etrog. First of all, I don't know if you smelled an etrog before, but it smells amazing. And not only that, but it tastes pretty darn good too. Like, I know people make, like, jams out of it. But out of all the four minim, the etrog, not only does it have... Um, the smell component, but it also has a taste component. 
it's it's like well-rounded you know like <laughs> not only um fig literally but also figuratively but um this is meant to represent the jews who have a smell of the torah and a taste of good deeds it's supposed to represent the people who are righteous who really immerse themselves in torah and not only just take look at these actions but put it into account use it in their day-to-day lives but how do we become like the etrog and i'm not just talking about the citrusy fruit how do we become a person who has a smell a reach of torah you know like yaakov when he walked in he smelled like Eden. or how do we come to taste the sweetness of all these mitzvahs because sometimes you know we see it as laws we see it as like i gotta do this i gotta do that like how do we come to appreciate this and the answer is we need to take small steps on improving ourselves. We need to learn. We need to understand. We need to get down to those nitty gritties. And once we do this, we're able to see the beauty behind it all. And last time um, we gave, like a while back ago, we gave a speech on Asher Yitzar and how it represents um, the man's duality between the physical and the spiritual. But we didn't really discuss the halachot. But it's what's important is we... We, we can't just have the the smell without the taste or the taste without the smell. We really need both in order to have in order to be whole, in order to be like that etrog and be like a righteous Jew. And Asher Yitzar is something that we, we say it every day. In fact, it's probably one of the most frequent and consistent bracho that we say. Because like, think about it, like on um on fast days, we don't we don't we don't say um like all of like we don't say all the brachos. Or, um, or I don't know, like, <laughs> either way, a shariatar is something that we should be saying on the daily. And so it's important to know. And in order to become righteous, we need to understand the depth. So let's start by covering the basic halachot. Okay, number one. If you need to use the facilities, you are halachically not allowed to learn Torah or say a bracha or even sit because it's actually a rabbinic transgression um, in order to hold, um, in order to hold it in, and this is because number one, you're making your body impure by not relieving yourself, and number two, it's hazardous to the body. Like your a person's bladder could literally explode if they hold it in for long enough, and that's that's not safe or fun. So um, <laughs> number one, a person should not hold in um, if they have to use the restroom. They should use it right away, and if they do need to, if they do need to go, then they shouldn't study Torah or say a bracha. Okay, now let's say you wake up in the morning, different scenario, and open your eyes and boom, Mother Nature, Nature is on the phone and she is ringing away. So the first thing you should do is go wash your hands, but without a bracha. Okay, relieve yourself, and then come out. And wash your hands a second time with a bracha of natila. Okay, that's in the morning. So you wash without a bracha, use the restroom, then wash with a bracha of natila. Okay, and on a normal basis, after you use the restroom, you should wash and then say the bracha of Asher Yitzar. So like normally, whenever you use the restroom, wash natila afterwards without the bracha and say Asher Yitzar. If you don't remember whether or not you said it, which does happen, like trust me, this happens to me sometimes, um, what you should do is you should think about the words of the bracha without actually saying it. Okay, next scenario. If a person has to repeatedly use the restroom, this is usually in like um, 
medical cases, like for example, UTI, a person will repeatedly have to use a restroom. They should say Asher Yatsar when they feel relief. Okay, next. Let's say you drink a cup of water and you need to say brain of a show, right? But before you do that, you know, you go to the restroom. First, you say Asher Yatsar and then you say brain of a show when you come out because Asheria Sar is said more frequently, so it overrides Brain of a Show. However, if a person needs to say Birkata Mazon or Alamichya, that takes precedent over Asheria Tsar. Okay, now we're going to be getting into little discrepancies between um, Sephardim and Ashkenazim. So, for my Sephardim out there, after you use the restroom, you have 72 minutes to say Asheria Tsar. Um, other authorities say that you have um, only 30 minutes to say it. Um, if your family has a certain minhag, you should follow your family's minhag. If not, you can uh, follow either one of these. If you want to be more stringent, 30 minutes. Just say it right when you get out. <laughs> but don't bench, Don't have to bench because then you would have to bench and then see a shiriatsar. And that might take a while. So uh, yeah, be careful. Um, also, in the morning... Even though Elokaina Shema isn't a bracha hasmucha lecha verta, like a bracha that's like connected to a bracha before, that's a whole other concept. It's still better to say it. Um, it's still better to say Elokaina Shema right after Asher Yitzar, and we really discuss this in um in our Elokaina Shema voice note because um, Asher Yitzar has to do with like the physical aspect of man, whereas um, Elokaina Shema is really the spiritual aspect of man, and it's better when the two are said hand in hand. So um, it's better to say one after the other in the morning. Okay, now for my Ashkenazim. Okay, once you use the restroom, you can say Asher Yitzar any time until you have to use the restroom again. So really, you guys are... Uh, <laughs> you guys are pretty well you know so you have a nice decent amount of time and also if you didn't say asher yitzar in the morning because you didn't have to use the restroom you should still say it during birkot shahar but if you said asher yitzar in the morning you won't recite it by birkot shahar okay so those are really the basic halachot of asher yitzar and um just some closing ideas so no other cultures or like other religions have anything like a shiryatsar, you know, saying thank you after using the restroom. And I mean, using the restroom is probably one of the most mundane things ever. But still, in Judaism, we take time out of our lives to look to Hashem and to thank Him for this little detail in our lives. And honestly, that's truly beautiful that's the essence of torah it's recognizing the good in our life even when we are so accustomed to it. like it's it's something we do every day like we don't even have a second thought about it but still torah is telling us no take those 20 seconds take those 30 seconds and thank god and you know um i was sitting in class with my friend today and we were like talking and she's like you know Lior, no yeah Lior, sometimes halacha's can can be pretty dry, you know, learning halacha, it's like, okay, do this, don't do that, don't do this, da 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 And yes, perhaps for some people that can be true, sometimes halachot are dry, but we need to look at the bigger picture, we need to look at our goal, and our goal is to take this in, 
to do it properly, to put it to use, and come to a level where we truly taste the mitzvot and smell the beauty of the Torah. And um, I give you all a bracha that we should we should all reach a level where we truly grasp the essence of Torah and mitzvot. And um, thank you so much for listening and for being a part of Torah Tuesday. I really appreciate it and I hope you have a good one.